0: Welcome to this special edition of the Jazz Violin Podcast. I'm chatting to Jason Anik and Jake Brillhart, and they are here chatting to me about this amazing project that is coming to a head this Friday. You can get involved by following the links in this description, but I'm just going to hand you over straight away to Jake and Jason, and they're going to tell you a little bit more about that.
1: All right, so the the original project was started about, geez, almost... Maybe a month and a half or two months ago, and and it was to um, to build a violin on on Facebook Live and raffle that violin to raise money to give to musicians who need aid due to the the pandemic and the gig shutdown. Um, in in the United States, there's not a huge amount of support built in already for for this kind of situation. Um, we we've actually realized since launching the project, we've realized that that some other countries uh, apparently also, in, including the UK. Um, have better support systems built in for this kind of thing um, so so anyhow so as soon as the shutdown happened everyone lost their gigs no one had any income no one had any way to to pay for their health care or to you know pay for health insurance or or buy groceries and so um, you know we just, I, you know, I thought I'd build a violin. I'd I'd live stream the whole process and then sell raffle tickets to it. And, um, that was an idea that was much bigger than anything I could pull off by myself, uh, both for, you know, le- legal reasons and logistic reasons. And so, um, from there, it just kind of, kind of snowballed and a lot of other people, including Jason immediately just jumped right on really enthusiastically to, uh, to make it what it became.
0: And so what you're you started with this I think you had like a much less you were thinking that you were going to make a lot less than you did for the for the fund right How much what was your like target
1: Yeah our original target was um $15,000 because uh by the time we launched the raffle um two bow makers Evan bodek Turner and Evan Orman who are both fantastic uh, violin family instrument bow makers uh both of them had decided to team together and make a bow as a collaboration and add that to it. And so the the violin was valued at $10,000 and the bow was valued at $5,000. And so we, sh- we just thought, well, you know, if we can, if we can raise $15,000 and that'll be, you know, we'll get aid packages to 40 or so musicians. And, uh, you know, that'll, that'll just be a positive thing for the world. Um, but immediately, uh, as soon as it, you know, launched into the, uh, you know, the web of social media, the project just took off and, um, we hit our $15,000 goal and immediately essentially, and then up to 30,000, then up to 50,000. And now we've passed it. We're going for 80,000 to just to try to cover If we get 80,000, we'll cover every person who has already signed up to receive aid. So that would be really nice.
0: That's wicked. It's so cool. It's so nice to hear like positive things because, uh, you know, you just turn on the news, and it's just like, oh, blah blah blah. It's all going so badly, and it's so nice to just like occasionally get these gems. So that's so nice. That's great. And um, I, I guess that it's closed this thing for the musicians now, right? Like the um, the people who can who who can apply for help from you guys. Is that is that right?
1: Um, I'm not sure. Do you know the answer to that, Jason?
2: I don't know if it's necessarily close, but it is based on first come, first serve and need-based. So uh, I think the amount of people that applied, the the amount of people that are in need right now of any sort of financial help is is vast. So I think um, Emerson, who is kind of in charge of the nonprofit and dealing with all that side of things, I think the last thing he said was that if we got to 80,000, and the reason we put it up to 80,000. It's, it's not out of any sort of greediness to like make more money. It's like, it was that that's, that would cover the people that have applied so far, you know? Okay. Okay. And of course there might be more and, and, uh, the nonprofit might take it further and do other fundraisers to help more people out. I think that is also a concept,
0: that okay, they're, that's thi- they're thinking
2: about,
0: yeah. Okay, so it's not closed. So if if there is anybody listening and they they feel like they want to apply, they they can do so as well. um Jason, would you mind uh just telling me uh, like what the violins like to play? Because it'd be you know it'd be nice for people to hear from a player how the violin plays. Because actually, what, what 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 would be great is if anyone's listening right now to this podcast that they they know that they can go and um, actually win this violin, which is like. Of which from what I've heard on that video is, is an amazing fast sounding instrument. So um, Jason, why don't you tell me what it's like to play the instrument?
2: Sure. So I finally got to well, kind of be the, one of the first to play the instrument and in combination with the bow, really exciting. I, I only live a couple hours from where Jake lives. So on Monday when everything was finished, we decided this is a great way to, for the last week of the raffle to meet up safely of course as you can see in the video on facebook that we're wearing masks we're trying to keep our distance so you know under less than ideal circumstances but i i really wanted to try that violin and i wanted everyone to be able to hear um leading into this final drawing of the raffle what it actually sounds like and yeah it sounds fantastic i mean as you know, Matt, like a new violin, you, you got to break it in a bit. Sometimes they sound stiff, or they just, you know, you have this thought: well, this is good, but in a year it'll be great. This felt great right o- right away, and that that is pretty pretty cool, pretty exciting. And I, f- I felt like that with a couple of Jake's violins. Um, so my my connection to Jake, just so you can connect some of the dots here. Of how I got involved is, um, you know, I I was looking for a a modern maker. I was I had you know we actually remember last time we chatted. I was showing you some older French violins I have. Yeah, and I I I, I like old instruments. So there's something magical about them. But I was also uh, trying to find a kind of an up and comer. Um, kind of a rising star in the uh luthier world and <laughs> that led me to, to Jake. Jake's passion. And, <laughs> and I I uh, tried some of his violins and actually pretty quickly bought one in 2019. So this was not too long ago that I I this whole I, I met Jake and tried his violins and then my dad loved it so much that he ended up getting one. So <laughs> there's now two Two Brill hearts in my family, both fantastic. Um, actually, here's here's mine. I was just uh, practicing it on it just now, uh, doing a lesson, and and so when this project came about, I think pretty early on, you know, Jake called me as well because he knew he would need more people who are connected to have a, a connected to the string world. Um, just from everything I've been doing, I, I just have met a lot of people in in the string world who I thought would be very excited about helping out and helping to spread the word, either whether through uh, a media or sponsorship or camps or blogs or podcasts like this of uh, people that would be interested in this and interested in helping spread the word. So, uh, yeah, like I said, Jacob called me and I said, "This is just a so it's a fantastic idea all around." And yeah you know it is nice to be a part of something that's positive that is happening right now because like you said there's there's a lot of negative things and it was a it was a good way for me just to feel like i could uh you know be part of something yeah like something positive something that is actually just giving back instead of just uh, a lot of us musicians are just hey we're in this weird place where we need money we need people to buy cds we whatever where our gigs are gone but at the same time you don't want to just me 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 (laughs) uh look what i'm doing buy my stuff it's good to (laughs) not just be stuck in that zone and say this isn't about me this is about giving back so that was what really got me excited about it and so coming back full circle finally got to try the violin this week and it was really really cool to try it um it's very it's very rich sounding it's very responsive um instantly I really wanted to play tears on it because it was just like really like for me tears has the full spectrum of the violin um you know you can it says whether you can bring out like the real rich full sound and then can you also go from super sad to super happy Uh, that's one thing that tears does it's like super dark and then the b section is really cheery and uh it's like can the violin do everything that to me was uh, that's why I always try to test, usually play tears on, a, on a violin when I'm testing it. Cause I can try different things. Um, and it, it passed the test and it, it was, it was really great. And so yeah, any listeners can go to, uh, well, they can check out my Facebook page. I posted a link and then the violin building for musician aid, they posted a longer interview where we talked, talked through, um, the violin and, um the bow yeah
0: and then I, I sampled it yeah nice
2: thanks um jake what's what
0: style of violin uh is it is that is that how you say it you know what what is the violin
1: what do you the um, model um yes. model, so, so yeah yeah so so the um you know the, as as everyone knows you know Stradivari is uh you know one of the um basically the most famous violin maker household name that that everyone's familiar with and and some of the most desirable violins. Um, but they're also, uh, living on the same street as Stradivari, uh, was a man named Granary. And uh, a lot of people have heard of him, but, you know, le- less so. And um, and so Granary was, uh, he was the, he would have been old enough to be Stradivari's grandson about. Um, but Stradivari worked until he died at the age of 93. And so, uh, you know, Granary was, was in his 40s and was actually one of Stradivari's pallbearers. Um, he also coincidentally, uh, owed money to Stradivari for pretty much his entire life. Um, and so Granary was this, was this guy who, who is, you know, his violins are, are amazing. They equal Stradivari's, they're expensive, expense wise, you know, they cost just as much as Stradivari violins. Um, but they have, you know, he was, he was living a very different life while Stradivari was, uh you know, working for kings, and making violins, you know, taking orders from the king of France or the, you know, the uh, other lords of the of the whole European region, uh, you know, Grunarian was just trying to make a violin to sell it so that he could pay back some of his, his debts. And so each violin is this kind of this unique object and um, you can kind of, uh, you can see this, this little, there's a little element of, of wildness in his instruments. Each one's a little different. He was always trying new things. He was always kind of, you know, experimenting, um, cha- you know, seeing what would happen if he'd make his F-holes longer, make them, uh, you, you know, changing changing variables. And he also, um, he was also, uh, you know, he was, he was stressed a lot of his life. And you can kind of see that uh, the, that intensity in his instruments. And so I thought I thought making a Granary violin would be, the perfect thing um for this project
0: because <laughs> well, we're all stressed
1: because we're all stressed <laughs> and we're we're all in yeah. debt now and you know <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's funny yeah so that's a that is that is a good backstory to why you made the violin it's perfect um and yeah what uh, you know so what model of guanary have you based it on
1: yeah, so I like um I like Ranieri's earlier work the best. Uh, it's the time of his life when he was um, he was kind of at his prime for the quality of of uh, the cleanliness of his work. Um, there near the end of his life, he uh, he had syphilis. People think maybe he was an alcoholic or going blind. Um, or perhaps working in a basement because things start getting pretty wonky, um, by the time he was dying. But in his earlier years, uh, you know, he was doing his best to do, to do clean work. Um, and I, you know, I like that. I like, I enjoy doing clean work. And so, um, that's, that's the, the era that I followed. Nice. Um, so I'm just
0: wondering, was it, has it been, has it been enjoyable process for you this whole thing, Jake? Have you been, um have you, have you enjoyed the, uh, the process of putting this violin together? I mean, I'm sure that's, that it will be the case, but I can imagine there might have been a bit of stress on your side as well, right?
1: Yeah. Um, it's, you know, it's a very com- long, that could be a very long, complicated answer. Um, it depends how you long
0: know, for- you've got. I've got I've got the next, like, three months, so you can tell me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right. Well, you know, so the, and you know, first off, it, it has been very enjoyable, partly because I have the tendency to be a bit of a hermit. Uh, and so it's been nice to, uh, to for in the, in the course of being a part of this project, um, I've been able to communicate and interact with so many people. Uh, and so, you know, ironically. Um, That's funny. Now, you know, well, we're we're all experiencing our, our stay at home lockdown and everything. Uh, but for me, I'm just working out my bench all day by myself every day, no matter what. And so I've actually in a lot of ways, I've I've had more interactions with people in the last two months than I otherwise uh, ever would have. Um, so that's been really nice. And it's been really, uh, you know, it's been really heartwarming to, um, you know, to. Hear, hear so many people's, you know, stories about uh what they're going through right now and how how uh you know aid money has been something they, they needed and and it's also just been uh you know selfishly uh if it wasn't for this tremendous distraction, I, I, I would be sitting here at home worrying about myself. And so when I'm working on this violin, I'm thinking about other people. And uh you know selfishly it's been really nice because then I don't have to to think about my own problems and uh, you know that are related to this pandemic, um, so that's also been good. Um, it was a little the on the other side of things uh, doing the live stream, uh, and also because I had a deadline with this violin. You know, we needed to we needed to make it happen in a timely way and to get money out to people in a timely fashion, and and uh, so we we put a pretty tight deadline on it. And uh, when I was doing the woodworking of the violin, not only was I live streaming the entire time um which is really exhausting it turns out um (laughs) but also uh also i was working 16 hour days um, most of the time you know getting up at seven o'clock and you know getting into the shop at seven o'clock in the morning and and not leaving until 11 o'clock at night and so um you know that was it was nice to really just get in the zone and just work constantly and it was nice having the live stream because it kept me from getting distracted it kept me from uh you know watching too many videos online or something to take a break. I don't, I don't know what I would do usually do, but, but you know, it's a good way to focus, but it's also a very tiring thing because I always felt like somebody could be watching me at any time. And that's,
0: you know, that that is, that is stressful. Yeah. That's like someone that's like me live streaming my like practice or something, which
1: (laughs) right. Yeah. It actually, um, or like if so, you,
0: I guess, yeah. I mean, I wonder if there'll be more of that stuff happening. People live streaming, uh, more, you know, because obviously there's lots of live streaming of gigs. There's lots of live streaming yeah. of well, like live uh, teaching and workshops and things. But I wonder how much more what will what are the things we're going to start live streaming? And uh, yeah, like I, the there are some musicians who are li- who live stream. I've seen them people who are like producers. They live stream them making a beat and they, they do that on yeah. twitch it's quite like a twitch thing people you know they, they people donate on patreon or whatever and they they, uh-huh. they watch them making a beat and they like they get like you know every night they get to see them do that for two hours so yeah, it's interesting yeah. is it is the first time you'd seen anybody do that, that sort of live stream a um the, the making of a violin
1: yeah d- uh it was for sure um i i I think I may have heard of someone else doing it, but I it, it, uh, never, never, not someone I'd known, and not a, not something I'd ever watched or experienced. And um, you know, it is, it is a lot more like, as you say, like practicing an instrument. Um, you know, sometimes maybe you'll you'll do a step and you'll say, well, that didn't work out quite the way I wanted," and you, and you throw it out and you start again. And and I, I definitely did that on the live stream. I didn't uh-huh. advertise that that's what I was doing. So probably a lot of time, people didn't notice that i put that piece of wood down and picked up another one and did the exact same thing over the course of the next two hours again but um you know it happens and uh you know so it's it's not a you know it's a it's a process that you know it's a process
2: jason what's the bow like yeah the bow the bow uh just it felt great i I always feel (laughs) Like there's sometimes an adjustment period where you're just kind of getting used to the stiffness, the weight, the balance, Um, and you're, you know, it takes a little. Like okay, you're you're reading reading those things a little bit, but but this was very quickly. uh, I mean, I I adjusted to it very quickly. It was very easy to use. Felt great, and I think it it pairs nicely with the violin. I think they complement each other. It, it brings out you know like that's one thing you, you don't want like a dark violin to have a super dark bow you want it to have a nice bright and crisp and focused bow and vice versa a bright violin needs a darker you know and um it's hard to i think the the violin is very even it is dark it's also bright and, and in a good way so it's just they just kind of complement each other it's hard to those. And those are all also very difficult things to describe as well. When you're starting to talk about instruments, because one person's dark is another person's bright, (laughs) but whatever, whatever it does is pretty nice. And we tried it too, with a couple of um, my bows that I have some nice French ones and, and they worked as well, but it, it was like, yeah, this, this is, this holds up. This is great.
0: Wicked. Um, how have you been doing in general, Jason? What have you been getting yourself up to whilst you've been on Lockdown? Um,
1: what happened there? I think maybe the dog came in or something. Dog. It sounded like Let's a go. dog out of door.
0: If it wasn't a if it wasn't a dog that that would have been, that would have been pretty worrying. Then I felt like I was like I felt like we're in some sort of like horror film.
2: Yeah. Right. Rattle, rattle, rattle. It's like the twenty
0: twenty <laughs> Blair Witch Project
2: that was my dog trying to escape Ah. my room probably smelling food being cooked downstairs got sick of the violin chat (laughs) actually this is this is this is really funny that you mentioned it I'll I'll get to your question but I was doing a lesson earlier and I heard a bang and I was like what the heck was that and I looked over Um, you know that I have these cardboard cutouts of Django and Grappelli yeah yeah you've you've seen those in videos Um, so I had it in my closet and it fell and then all of a sudden I looked over and there uh, Grapelli was. From hidden in my closet to like, that was the bang. It just, just like, jumped Grapelli out. was hey, staring how's at it me. Going? So yeah, that, and I think I, it was so weird because I was literally talking about a Grapelli lick <laughs> in, and then all of a sudden, bam, I was like, that's huh. a sign. But uh no, earlier that, yeah, my dog was trying to get out. So what have I been up to? Um, well, I've definitely been doing a lot of reflecting. Um, it's been it's been tricky seeing cancellation after cancellation. And of course, uh, I mean, as everybody, we're, we're all taking a financial hit. I've been trying to, you know, trying to stay positive, trying to think about what I can do to take advantage of the extra time that I normally wouldn't have if I'm on the road or this or that is just, you know, taking up a lot of time, all good things that would normally be taking up time, of course. Um, uh, but I've had a lot of back burner projects, for example, gearing up and getting my home studio a little more polished. So I've gotten a couple more mics. I got an interface and, uh, spent more time learning, how to you know do some decent home recordings and I've been putting that to the test with um, some collaborations with some different musicians in- including uh, one with uh, uh, UK guitar player and so that's been I started transcribing that solo by the way
0: there's nice some nice stuff in
2: there oh is there oh that. man hopefully it doesn't ruin ruin your plan oh, sure. <laughs> 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 no that, that's fun we did Donna Lee. And uh, so, yeah, so, so that's been fun uh, of doing some collaborations, trying to stay connected with with my musical friends and using that as a way to learn more about remote recording, something I want to try to get more into. Um, and then also it, I've been trying to. It, 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 it seems more difficult than I would have thought is like getting inspired to compose, so I yeah I've had the same problem. I, I've it's like I, not that I don't have the time to compose, but when I do, I've, when I do pick up my violin, I've been more geared towards practicing other things versus like the composing side of things. I would have thought that yeah. I would just pick it up and take all the <laughs> emotions that I'm feeling and I would just yeah. pour out new compositions, yeah. but it actually hasn't happened. I've just like you know what? I really want to work on this Bach Partita. That makes me feel good.
0: Um, yeah, I think that's the, you're really, really exactly the same as me. I was thinking, I was like, you know, I've got to write a yeah. masterpiece, <laughs> some sort of like emotive, like you know, thing that speaks to everyone My first about symphony their situation. Is coming, it's coming, no. yeah. Everyone's gonna have this tear in their eye every time they turn it on. Remember the coronavirus. Think, yeah. Thank you, Matt. But actually, every time I go to write anything, it's just like. Meop
2: yeah it's like oh donnelly i'm gonna practice donnelly uh yeah so that that has definitely happened although since it's a long haul i do have set some longer term goals because one thing i was talking to you about was i want to write these solo violin pieces Mm. these j-tudes so (laughs) uh short solo violin um kind of etudes that also kind of uh, straddle the line between classical and jazz or world music as well so uh, incorporating new harmonic rhythmic ideas into solo violin pieces with a classical was still the classical aesthetic um so classical players could could play them they'd still be able to use all their bag of tricks and get a lot out of them but then extract some maybe new rhythmic ideas new harmonic ideas to just uh, expand their base. So I want to write 24. We'll see how that goes. Um, Like the Paganini Caprices. So that's kind of what I'm doing, but a lot of times I'll start writing one and then I'll, I'll I'll say, you know, I should dig back and listen to, and, and, and not necessarily like perform Paganinis, but I'll like read through a lot of the Paganini Caprices to learn what's been done. So a lot of times I'll start writing and say, huh, let me make sure that that technique or that idea wasn't done a million times already in other solo pieces. So there has been a lot of research um, Mm. as far as digging into some other solo pieces and whether just listening or just extracting different parts of of, uh, Paganini caprices to see what's been done and see how I can kind of find a nice middle ground between my, uh, my own creativity with, with some violinistic, quality so that's on the back burner
0: nice that's well that's good that's that's good to have a long-term goal set i think my long-term goals of all I've, i don't have any um I, I, I think they've all gone so i need to that's my next i think i've done really well with all my short-term stuff but i've completely for some reason i've, I've turned into like some sort of i don't know some sort of teenager like i don't care about long-term i think goals.
2: i think the long term goals are really tough because it makes us think how long is this virus going to last and how long is it going to be before i can do a gig yeah. and there's something really terrifying about having to think about yeah, that so you just oh, put oh, it at first it's like all right well i can get through march i can get through yeah. april and then you're like oh i it's may now yeah and i don't have, and all everything's canceled oh wait june july august the summer people are freaking out all gone yeah. so yeah long-term goals have been tricky that's why those short-term goals like i'm gonna play this um i'm gonna i'm gonna learn donnelly and all you know in every key or whatever that's, and that's what like I'm a doing. goal we just read my <laughs> i did see that you're doing that yeah. yes i'm still doing it keeping it up so. You should live stream the whole process.
0: Ah!
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, is... You'll get some nice comments. <laughs> Man. That would
0: be the worst thing I could possibly do. Trying to you know. <laughs> have you ever tried to play Donnelly in all twelve keys? Sorry, we're getting a bit jazz violin geeky here, but have, have tried? I tried? Yeah,
2: um, I've done it in some other keys,
0: but not uh, all. Because I... what the problem that There's comes up? There's some tricky ones. Yeah, the problem that comes up is actually trying. It's not. So much the keys, because once you've practiced something enough, you've sort of, you know, it's okay. But it's actually like fitting the melody without having to do jumps and, and jump in octaves. So I'm trying to do it so I could perform it in all 12 keys, you know, in a, in a um, That's good. hypothetical uh, situation not that, that will never arise. And even, you know, <laughs> certainly not in the yeah. moment. But um,
2: June, June 2021, I got a gig yeah. to perform totally in every key yeah at uh the royal albert Academy, right now yeah. who knows <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah exactly well you know because it's yeah anyway and it's very difficult because you've got to because you know if you want to do it in e which would actually be pretty easy you've got to do it you've got to do it an octave up from what you might want to do it, yeah so. that
2: well that i mean those kind of things are good challenges they they get you moving across the fingerboard they get you thinking about the 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 plus like the the pros and cons of different key centers and then yeah exactly they also each little phrase in donnelly is like a classic bebop lick that is like part of the vocabulary so you're building the vocabulary i've more so done a lot of key studies with smaller fragments that's something i more so do than the all the keys although last night i got inspired to uh be able to improvise all the things you are in every key so that was uh, something i was working on yeah. last night i didn't think, i don't think i got to every key but mm. even just doing a bunch of keys gets you really thinking about because that's a that's a lot of chords mm. <laughs> <laughs> i found that just before, you know I, I, i've got a question
0: for you jake but i've just i just had to get you know it's, We have no, no one i don't have anyone to speak to about jazz violin so i'm lucky <laughs> that jason Jason said, yeah, so I can just. Talk to
1: no, I'm, I'm enjoying listening. I'm
0: enjoying okay. listening. Are you sure? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. Um, <laughs> the thing about doing it in all 12 keys and to be able to play it as a full melody, it very much helped me. It's been helping me uh, view these keys, some of these more difficult keys in the same way I view simpler keys. And it gives me that. Cause I don't know about you, Jason, but you know, even with music like this, that's based on functional harmony, as in like, it's, you know, everything's going back to the one or if it's not, it's, it's pretending to, or every, you, do you know what I mean by that, Jason? It's it's functional harmony. It's, it's jazz harmony, mm-hmm. but it's functional, functional harmony. And uh, I find that, you know, do perform I, to perform the same thing in all of those places helps me feel that, that, um, comp, the, uh, that functionality between everything in a way, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like you yeah, yeah, yeah. can, you know, when you're playing in C, you've got a sense of where C is. You, you know, you can hear C somewhere in the back of your head. And sometimes in the more difficult keys, that isn't the case because I'm not as well versed in it, and it's not done as many times. So I've been finding that playing something that I know very well in these difficult keys and to be able to perform it, you know, going, you know, actually following the melody like a melody that ends in ends where you want it to end has really helped me. Anyway.
2: That's all Yeah, that that's why I think it's really important also to you know take the classic chord progressions through all the keys. Yeah. So in learning Donnelly through all the keys, you're also mapping out, you know, yeah. that it's back home in Alabama. I mean that's like yeah. a, such a class Alabama, Indiana. What? Indiana. <laughs> Jeez. Maybe that could be like pr- caprice back number twenty three. <laughs> <laughs> back home in Alabama. Yeah. That's a whole nother song. <laughs> Um <laughs> I'm sure it is a
0: song, right? Uh, no, Stars Fell in Indiana. Stars fell on Indiana. Yes, yeah, my favorite And tune. Indiana is classic,
2: yeah. yeah. Jeez. Um all right. I'm starting to lose it here. Yeah, it's like what <laughs> 20, all are.
0: 20 minutes talking to me, and uh, it's all it's all I over. I'm losing my mind.
2: Yeah, <laughs> Jake, what is your?
0: Pl- we'll we'll finish up soon, but Jake, what is your plan for when all of this craziness that is making a violin on live stream and uh, and saving, well, not you know helping you know hundreds of musicians, once all this is over, what what's your plan? What are you gonna do? Like you know.
1: Um, yeah, well, it's, it's over very, very soon now. So it's been going for maybe about, about a month and a half and, um, it's going to all be the drawing closes this Friday and then the, uh, the, the, the raffle, the ability to purchase tickets closes on this Friday and then the drawing will be held on Saturday. Um, and then the violin will be shipped out and that'll be that. Um, and, and the violin is already finished now, so it's not, you know, now it's just, uh, it's just really resting and waiting. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I mean, my life will just continue on uh, as, as normal, making violins at the bench here um, and, and uh, you know, just cont- continuing on with that, basically. So not, not too much will change for okay. me, I guess i'll I'll just, I'll just be communicating with less people and probably be slightly lonelier than I, than I was before <laughs> yeah you'll have
0: less people like scrutinizing your making as well <laughs> yeah
2: well you're finishing up that Strad model, which i'm eager to try yeah so once yeah, that's I'm done i might today, I might be making yeah. another trip up to Vermont ah nice yeah
0: um okay guys it's been nice to chat with you and um how just if someone who's uh, got the most knowledge in their head or in front of them on their computer screen could just uh, say some of the things that people can do to get involved at this, at this stage
1: to buy raffle tickets uh, or to follow the link um, where you can sign up for, to receive aid um, the web, the page is sevenstarsarts.rallyup.com. stars um, dot Or you could go to Facebook and you can type in violin building fundraiser for musician aid and, um, and the, the reason for the seven stars is because that's the name of the nonprofit that's running the raffle um, and distributing the funds. So it's the seven stars arts center. Um, and, uh, you know, if you type that in, sevenstarsarts.rallyup.com, you'll go straight to the webpage. Or if you just typed in seven stars arts Vermont violin fundraiser, um, you know, you'll get a million things uh, showing up on your um on, on your google and and be able to find it that way amazing
0: all right thanks so much for chatting to me guys um
1: thanks for having us yeah really i hope to it. try one of your
0: violins one day jake and that'd be fun and yeah uh, definitely and i'll see you jason for our duo uh, rendition of donnelly and all 12 keys at uh, an unknown <laughs> venue in london in about
2: 2025 that should be enough time to uh, learn all of it, all the yeah nice. every key. Yeah. That's enough time.
0: Yeah. We'll just pick them at random and see if we pick the same one. Yeah.
2: It's gonna sound great. Oh man. All right. I look forward to it. Yeah, man.
0: All right. See you soon. All right. Take care. See you guys. Have a good one. Bye. On. Thanks so much for listening to this little extra podcast I've done this month and it's really just to let you guys know about this amazing thing that um, Jason and Jake are a part of so uh, the links will be in the bio underneath or wherever you're listening to this you'll be able to find the links in like the description place I don't know where you're listening probably Spotify a lot of you like Spotify but yeah I'll say it out loud for you if you want if you don't like reading stuff or oh, you can't read it's a uh, seven stars arts dot rally dot com um, and that's where you will find the uh, all the stuff to be involved if you need help or if you would like to get hold of this violin and be or be in with the chance of winning this violin so yeah please do get involved and uh you know thanks very much to both jake and jason for being on with me all right hope you have a good uh, rest of the month goodbye